Hey, Rose, do you ever call up Royally Obsessed on Alexa? It's one of the easiest ways to listen to the pod. You can hear our latest episode every week there, thanks to Amazon Music, which has a full catalog of podcasts, including Royally Obsessed. All you have to do is say, Alexa, play Royally Obsessed on Amazon Music. Oh, no, mine is listening to me say that right at this moment. <laughs> a royal reminder, new episodes drop every Thursday. Tune in on Amazon Music. Now on to the show. Please rise for their majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! Hi guys, welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Lisa Ryan. And I'm Caitlin Menza. And it's time for your weekly update on the royal news you need to know. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Subscribe to the podcast, please, and leave us the royal rating of a five-star review because we need compliments for our ego and then reviews to become, as I said before, rich and famous. Correct. <laughs> and then you can also send us an old-fashioned email at info at gallerypodcast.com. This week, we have a really, really exciting episode. Yes, we do. So first, we're going to go through some news. We have, well, of course, it's tis the season for drama. We have a lot of Christmas, a lot of <laughs> Christmas stuff to discuss. And there was a secret power meeting. You know, with First Lady Michelle Obama. No big deal. Yeah, no big deal. And then we have our very special guest, Rachel Handler, the movies editor at Vulture, who is here to discuss all of the royal movies that are coming out. Hello. Very excited to be here. Thank you for being here. Thanks so Cannot much. Cannot wait. Yeah, we're running through a bunch of... There's This season, there's so many Royals movies, and so we're running through four. So if you want to pause this episode and watch all four of them, we'll sort of <laughs> forgive you. But we're going to discuss the favorite, the Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz movie. Uh, Mary Queen of Scots, then The Princess Switch with Vanessa Hudgens, then A Christmas Prince, The colon, Royal Wedding. The Royal Wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was really a struggle for me. I don't know why. Yes. And so one amazing thing about Rachel, who has many amazing things about her, is she's not only a movies expert, she's also a royal fan. Yes. I am, yes. And I come to Lisa with a lot of my questions <laughs> on a week, semi-weekly basis. Yes, so we work together, and around The Royal Wedding, Rachel posted a really, really funny story on Vulture, asking why Meghan Markle dropped her first name, which is Rachel. And <laughs> Rachel Handler, in turn, got pretty insane responses. Yes, I would say about 50-50. 50% people were very into it and got the joke, and 50% of people were very angry with me. Um, I got one person telling me that I was publishing petty smut and the world needs fewer people like me. Wow. And I was like, okay, hmm, that's a really aggressive <laughs> response to have to a humor piece. Yes. Um, but some people, like I got an email yesterday. I actually got three emails from someone yesterday, like just sort of talking about the piece and giving them giving me theories. And one woman was like, my daughter goes to Catholic school and I have the yearbook with Megan in it. Her name is Rachel. There was a lot of drama wow. in my inbox in a great way. So you have sleuths coming at you. I do have sleuths coming at me from huh. all corners. Yeah. I mean, you don't need extra sleuthing. We know her name is Rachel. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they don't have to pull out yearbooks like Kensington Palace called her Rachel Meghan Markle in the wedding announcement. Like it's well, fine. My question was, why did she go by Meghan and not Rachel? Because it sounds nice. That's that's like that's the, the simplest explanation. But right. what's the no, not so much joke, malevolent but... <laughs> reason? <laughs> what's the real thing we're getting exactly. after here? Oh, and we have to say um, the royal refreshment this week. And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. Yes, it was actually Rachel's suggestion from 
the liquor cabinet. Um, we have Bullet Whiskey, which yes. Kaylin and I are drinking with ginger ale. Of course, because we are but ladies. Yes, but Rachel, <laughs> we've learned, is a quote-unquote cool girl. I'm very cool. She's drinking it straight. That Just for appearances. Is I just want everyone to think that I'm Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> and for economy's sake. That was the, the real reason is economy. Yeah, I just yeah. want the least amount of liquid, the most amount of drunk. I completely appreciate that. Well, yeah. I think that's a great thing. It's mm-hmm. been a long day of royal news. <laughs> you need to ease in. Exactly. You might be nervous about being here. It Very. is a high pressure situation. <laughs> have a cocktail. Go for it. But first, we have a listener email. Oh, my God. It's so funny. It's so, (laughs) so funny. Um, It is from Elizabeth with an S. And the subject line is Duchess, Caitlin, and Lisa. I too tire of this drama. She's so freaking classy. So this is, I, this is bizarre, but I'm a writer. Lisa's a writer. Rachel's a writer. I get offended when people are better better at writing than I am. Mm -hmm. And speaking, that was a difficult sentence for me to say. (laughs) Um, But I'm offended by how amazingly this is written. Let me start by saying I love your podcast. Your voices are lovely. Critiques thereof are a sad reflection on internalized misogyny and you should ignore them. Oh my God. In the same vein, I wish to tell you that I too tire of this so-called royal drama between the Fab Four because it all boils down to the same BS, a truth universally propagated by a craven media that all women of reproductive age must dislike one another. Amazing. Yes. Uh, Kate came on the scene and she was too raw, too camera shy, too lazy. Now she has settled into her role graciously and we, her public, have grown bored. But wait, there's a new (laughs) woman on the scene. She is beautiful too. A camera-ready reflection of the multi-ethnic world. A feminist. All the things Kate cannot be. Kate must be so jealous. Um, It goes on. I can't read it all, but it's so good. And Elizabeth, if you could just continue writing to us, I would really appreciate that. Because if we could just do this every week, one of your letters, I would love to begin with this energy. It's poetic. It's Shakespearean. It is. I'm into it. It's really nice. And she ends, allow me to break this news. Most women just coexist cordially. Good luck and looking forward to next episode as always. Alyssa is how she signs off. So that must be her nickname for Elizabeth because that's Mm. where the email came from. (laughs) And she says she's writing from Cambridge, the other one, Massachusetts. Wow. Well, you know what that means. Smart. We know what that means. Smart. Um, I assume she's a Harvard professor who listens to Royally Obsessed in her spare time. Maybe Mm. she owns Harvard. I don't know how colleges work. (laughs) Sounds like another name investigation for me, though. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Tell us, Alyssa. Uh, Well, thank you to Alyssa or Elizabeth uh, for writing to us. That was a beautiful letter. And for This Week in Royal History. And now, This Week in Royal History. We said we'd actually go back and do something that's slightly more historic than the last two years. And we've done it. We've done it. We have a really, (laughs) really good one. 26 years ago this week, Prince Charles and Princess Diana separated. (gasps) Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. So, you know, we know the story of this one. (laughs) I think that uh, we don't have to get super into it, but I think that there's a lot. So the article we have in front of us is, I don't actually know which newspaper it came from, but what's so interesting about these royals, about the Windsors, is reading things the way they were reported in the moment because they have so many predictions that, of course, we know what happened. So, for example, um, Buckingham Palace said that the prince and princess have no plans to divorce, which Hmm. not quite. Um, They also note, and this is the funniest part to me, uh, 
This is, again, from 1992. The announcement caused new speculation about whether Charles will ever become king. His mother at 66 is in robust health and has made it clear that she considers being queen a job for life. The notion has been raised that Charles, with his messy personal life and the prospect (laughs) of being an old man when he finally takes the throne, would be asked to be skipped in the line of succession in favor of his son William, who's 10. Wow, so this has been happening Mm. for a while. 26 years we've been like, just skip him, he sucks. (laughs) That's amazing to me. Like, I, I obviously was not super cognizant of what was happening in 1992 as I was in kindergarten, but <laughs> we're very young. We're super yes, but young. But we're all the same age she was when they separated. We learned this. Yeah. So that's the crazy thing, too. When I was reading this, that, you know, it, it mentions their ages and Charles was 44 uh, when they separated and Diana was 31. My goodness. And we're all 31. The three of us in this room are all 31. I think that's meaningful and I don't know how, but <laughs> it will show itself it at will, some point. I, I'm it's... really excited to go to therapy and discuss this with my therapist. <laughs> I what mean, does why it are mean? we not getting separated from princes? I, listen, I don't exactly envy what she was going through at age 31, but it is a lot to consider. Um, this article also notes that, of course, 1992 was the Annus Horribilis. I don't, I never took Latin, so if I'm mispronouncing that, get you off probably me. probably are, and I'm sure our really smart friend Alyssa can tell us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was the horrible year. So that was the mm. year they separated. I believe that was the year Fergie and Andrew separated. That was the year that Fergie was photographed with the toe-sucking oh, God. wealth manager, accountant dude. As I said before, that's how you count money. <laughs> <laughs> and Windsor Castle caught fire. So oh, no. that was just like a slice of 1992. <laughs> oh, and I think Princess Anne also separated from her husband that year. What a year. What a year. Was that the year of the tampon? I believe Tampon Gate was 91, which which led us to okay, this moment. Okay. Just I'm, had to know. I'm glad that every episode we somehow get to Tampon Gate. <laughs> what uh, else would we talk about? It's like, what to talk about? So um, Think about it every day. Yeah, 26 years ago, that's what was happening. And Pretty it's, nuts. It's funny that... Not funny because it's all very tragic, but it is interesting that the drama that was mentioned in that article kind of still plays into what's happening now with the royal family, with Charles getting ready to be king. And last week, I'll admit I was drunk, but (laughs) (laughs) but I recommend everyone who's interested in hearing about the drama who hasn't maybe listened to last week's episode catch up on it there because we are trying to get right into the movies as soon Mm -hmm. as we can. So we're not going to dive too deep into everything. But we kind of went into it there. Yeah, there's we have lots of theories, lots of feelings about all the drama. Ugh. Um, we, we had to get drunk. We ha- it, Lisa cursed. Oh my god, I got bleeped. Lisa oh. got bleeped. Are you not allowed to curse on this podcast? Well, well, it just depends. <laughs> I said the f word. She said the f word, and that was too far. This is a family show. <laughs> too far. I said far. <laughs> she said far. Well, so but that's actually a good transition because yeah. we have a very interesting update um, from uh, People Magazine. Well, from Actually, not from people, really, from Kensington Palace itself. They actually spoke up about the drama between Kate Middleton and Meghan Markle, which they, of course, would typically never do, which goes to show that they're not happy about this storyline. So they didn't comment on every single story which has come out, which is pretty much impossible to keep up with because every single day it's just another thing, another thing, another thing. But they did comment on one story, which was a story that Meghan was rude to a member of Kate's staff, and Kate told her that her behavior was inappropriate. And Kensington Palace said three words, this never happened. Beautiful. And those three words are, like, they mean so much more than just Mm -hmm. the little Mm -hmm. things. Because, like, this never happened. It sounds like such a small thing, but they never really go on record. And then after that happened, um, we're seeing, you know, 
it's holiday time. And yeah. so obviously like the tree is up at Windsor Castle and we recommend everyone look at pictures of that because it looks yeah. really nice. But then on we're recording on Tuesday. On, today on Tuesday, the Cambridges were out at this um, holiday party for military families. The cutest damn holiday party. See there, I curse, but it's a little one. Mm. The cutest <laughs> damn holiday party you've ever seen in your life. Wow. Kate wore a tartan skirt. Yeah, she wore a tartan skirt by our friend Amelia Wickstead. Um, again, that's a, a go-to royal designer. She had some drama with Megan in the spring. Blah, blah, and blah. a cropped cardigan. And like a little cropped cardigan. She so very cute. She's yeah. been recycling a ton recently. So this was actually a brand new outfit. So God bless. And it was super Christmassy. And when they walked out, there was fake snow and they flew. They threw fake snowballs at each other. Cute. Wow, so that happens cute. in every single one of these royal movies. Yeah. <laughs> and it's very, very royal. Netflix. Very Netflix. And Kate gave a little speech. Um, I say little just because it wasn't too long, but she gave a speech, and William stood there staring at her dotingly, which, to my recollection, I don't think I've ever seen. Maybe I'm wrong. It's a very Harry Meghan move, I would yeah. say. I would like fact check us if you're listening and you can think of another incident in which. Kate Middleton gave a speech while Prince William was present. I can't think of any time that's happened in the well, past. He was literally like right next to her, just staring at her and like and... L- like looking up at her with like love, which is mm-hmm. now like a Prince Harry move to me. Yeah. Um, but she was speaking to military families. That's who the party was for, mm-hmm. and uh, their children. And they did all kinds of cute. They you know decorated trees, and then William made truffles, like stuffed truffle. Like I don't know, what do you do with a truffle? You stuff it. I think you pay a lot of money for it. <laughs> not the not the kind you shave, like the chocolate kind, oh. like lint. That makes oh, more like sense. Oh, like a trifle? Not like a trifle. <laughs> this <laughs> is not friends. <laughs> Rachel, I'm of we a are British not making trifle. Rachel's British trifle. That's, that's fair. But no, they did just like cute Christmassy stuff. And then they had a, um, a gala tonight. Yeah. And Kate went out with a tiara. Yes. The and, lover's not again. And Rebecca English from the Daily Mail noted that there were photographers at this diplomatic dinner, which Mm-hmm. is quite rare. Yes. I mean, we've definitely seen her in tiaras before, but it was rare that they allowed a photographer the in. photographers were yeah. there to that degree. You usually, for these sort of tiara events, you see Kate driving in, and you all you can see is her shoulders, and you're like, give me the outfit. Um, this time yeah. we got the outfit, and it was beautiful and pale blue, sparkly yeah. Cinderella. I liked clothes. it better than her princess moment of like a few weeks ago. It does come a Clintock prom dress. Yes. Sorry. But then also, wow. we, sorry, I'm so, impressed right now. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I am blown away. We're just sorry. trying to go fast. We're yeah, we're really we're, going through it. Yes. Um, but so that's so the Middletons went outside and it, it, I it reminds me that this is the kickoff to a month of adorable Christmas events and that this is a great time and a great method for smoothing things over is to do really cute Christmas crap. Yes. And we also got confirmation this week that. The Cambridges will be attending Christmas at Sandringham with Meghan and Harry. Yes. But what's interesting about that is each year they trade off where they're going to spend Christmas. So one year they'll do it with Kate's family, then the next with Williams, and then back and forth. And so this year, because they spent last year with Williams' family, this was supposed to be a Middleton one. But I think it's very obvious why it's not. They need to show United Front, so they're doing that. So. Way to go. And speaking of United Fronts, we had Michelle Obama hanging yes. out with yes. Meghan Markle. Yeah. So M- Michelle Obama's promoting her book. Yes. And she gave a talk. 
Um, I want to say that I wanted to find the facility. I guess that's not super important, but it is to me. I should know because I wrote about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she gave a talk promoting her book. Megan attended. It wasn't in a very f- official capacity. She wasn't photographed at the event or anything like that. I'm sure she was maybe seated on the side of the stage or other places. Or where, backstage. Or backstage where cool people go. Mm. Um, but yes, of course, it, it leaked, quote yeah. unquote leaked, um, that Megan and Michelle had a little chat. Yes, but I do think it's worth noting that Lainey Gossip pointed out that there's not a lot of information about the chat. It's just like we know that it happened and that they discussed whatever they've been working on. But there's no like pictures of the two of them together. It was very subtle. So Lainey said that it's clear that Megan did try to keep it under wraps without being like too, hey, I'm check- look at me. I'm like hanging out with Michelle Obama. And that said... If pictures of the two of them together ever do come out, the internet will break and I will just sob in joy. Yes, absolutely correct. So that it's for my heart's sake, you know, but if they want to go out again in public, that would be fine by me. Yeah. Like what if they go to dinner and like, what if we're there? What if we hang out with them? Oh, no, we're best friends. Like, What if we go on <laughs> vacation together? What if it's a girl's trip? You might be describing my new dream dinner party. <laughs> it's like the Sussex family and the Obamas <laughs> and me. <laughs> And we just talk about how we're going to fix the world. Um, I want to quote the evening standard because I think this is like kind of funny, actually. So a friend who was also at the event said Megan had a long, quote, a long private audience with Michelle. They spoke at length about the importance of supporting and empowering women across all cultures and communities. They also talked about shared experiences of pregnancy and raising children, plus the shared cause causes, including girls education. Now, that's very serious. And they're both very serious women who do amazing things. Do you think they talked about girls education like what was the, <laughs> like how, so girls education yeah like it's just so it's such a severe list so of, how did it leak if they if we know exactly what they talked about well, obviously that was, yeah i like maybe they talked about the thank you next video i think they did you know what i'm talking well, about this evening tuesday evening i saw a report by rebecca english saying that megan is going to announce her patronage patronages soon and one of them is girls education okay. around the world so i mean that, that makes a lot why. of sense again i don't doubt that they they do share that cause we know that uh, michelle obama champions women's education but i just feel like can they just talk about like good shoes for when your feet are swollen during pregnancy mm-hmm. or like less severe topics i mean i love them because of their approach to serious topics but just a thought. Just a thought. <laughs> Just a thought. <laughs> but you want to know whose thoughts I want to hear? Rachel. Yes, indeed. Indeed. So where should we begin? Which movie? Well, let's see. You guys said The Favorite was your favorite. The Favorite is my favorite movie that I've seen this year. <laughs> Except for Mamma Mia 2. Oh, yeah. Wow. Other than Mamma Mia 2. Oh, my God. Mamma Mia 2 is more of like a religious experience. <laughs> yes. It is who I am now. Yes. Mamma Mia 2. Sometimes I just watch the YouTube videos online and cry. Of the last scene. <gasps> just constantly. Oh, no, oh my gosh. I I so good. Wait, hold on. That's a tangent. We got to get to the favorite. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yes, the so, favorite. Will you first kind of briefly tell our listeners what it's about? So the favorite is Olivia Coleman is Queen Anne, I think. Yes. I didn't write any of this down. Yes. And also Olivia Coleman is going to be Queen Elizabeth in The yes. Crown season yes. three. Yes. And if it ever arrives. she is sort of... Rachel Vise is her lover slash best friend slash main advisor. Emma Stone comes in, kind of messes it all up because she wants to be the advisor. So then they're kind of scheming and manipulating each other. And it's very funny and very ridiculous. A lot of lesbian sex. It's fabulous. Uh, A lot of great costumes. A lot of sort of over-the-top campy shit. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I swore. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Um, Let it flow. It's we'll gonna see happen. If it gets yeah. It's yeah. gonna happen. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's it's very fun. It's very it's very silly. Um. It's one of my favorites too. And I was telling you guys earlier uh, that I interviewed Rachel Vise for it, and she was like, 
really polite and gorgeous, but extremely hardcore in a way that I was not prepared for. Taylor Swift's boyfriend, Joe Alwyn, Mm -hmm. who... I've never, like, I've never watched that like Billy Walking movie. I don't even know what it is. I'm never gonna watch it. I don't even. Billy Lynn's to... Long Halftime Walk. It's like yeah. about walking. I mean, I know it's not. <laughs> it's a, <laughs> I it is a shut movie it down. about walking. It's about veterans, right? Yeah. Like I shouldn't shut it down. Everyone should watch it, I guess. But I'm never gonna watch it. But the thing is, I've only ever seen him in like the rare paparazzi photos of the two of them together, mm-hmm. or you know, I don't know when I Google him <laughs> and then yeah. I see his picture. But he's in this, and he's also in a movie we're about to discuss. But he does this like insane dance yes. with Rachel Vice. Yeah. So we it's talked about that. entertaining. Yeah, she said they worked for weeks with this choreographer, and she was like, I've never done anything like it. It was It's a very bizarre scene and really, really funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the movie's great. I, it will likely win one, two, five Oscars. That's just my Which ones do you totally think? unprofessional opinion. <laughs> but you're a professional, just Rachel doesn't agree. Rachel Weisz. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of people think Olivia Coleman might, might win Best Actress. She's uh, so good with her gout. Yes. Oh, so sorry. Good. That's not a spoiler. I don't, no, I don't, I don't think, think you so. can spoil like history oh, yeah, well, I guess that's definitely up for debate you can definitely google it and yeah. see yeah. which royal had gout yeah it was her which royal had gout yeah um, I think maybe something for costumes I mean yeah. maybe best best screenplay maybe best director I mean I don't know for sure you'd have to ask Nate Jones our Oscar prognosticator Ooh. but um, yeah I think she has a good shot at, at best actress and Olivia and Emma or sorry Emma and Rachel are put up for supporting actress Oh, so they will be hit against each other most likely. Which is like great marketing. <gasps> exactly. Just like in the movie. I know. That's genius. I would also add, if I may show off in front of you, cinematography. Yes. Mm, perhaps, yeah. The cinematography is really, it's one of the first things that like catches you about the movie, mm-hmm. actually. I mean, if, of course, you're like, oh my God, that's Emma Stone. Oh, that's Olivia Coleman. You're mm-hmm. like, look at all these big stars. Like that catches you in the costumes. But the cinematography is very dramatic. Very. And there's a lot of like fish, fish eye, eye. Yeah. and stuff. So you're sort of like, Oh, they're in a fishbowl because they're royals, right? Yes. Um, but I just thought it was almost like a music video at times. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's used just to be creepy. Like the the film techniques are just to like put you on edge. And mm-hmm. I just thought it was so cool and just very effective. I actually would like to talk quickly in the movie, like in the, the vein of the movie, that they make the people who are around royals, it, the, the sort of narrative is that they all have to stay in the queen's favor. They have to be the favorite because otherwise they're going to be poor and die. Right. Like that was yeah. sort of, you know, it wasn't like you're Meghan's assistant, Meghan Markle's assistant, and you quit and you get another job working at Topshop. Like these people, they either work for the queen or they'll, you know, live in a hole. Right. At, as Emma Stone's character does toward yes. the beginning. Yes. Or you're with the scabrous whores, as yes. they put it. Yes, like exactly. sleeping in the kitchen. Yes. In an outfit made of denim yeah so that was really interesting like they don't just compete for the queen's affections because they want to be cool right um because they want to be like proximity to the queen it's because proximity to the queen represents not dying of different illnesses Mm -hmm. like it means not being covered in yeah it means not being covered in bugs and living in the mud like Mm -hmm. that's what you have to do to survive and sometimes you have to have sex with her to yes. make sure you don't die. Yeah, I mean, that's the message of the film. Yes, sometimes that's like how you survive. <laughs> <laughs> and so, another film about survival is Mary Queen of Scots, mm-hmm. which also has Joe Alwyn in it. Yes, he's a much better character in this in this movie, as far as I know. I actually um, had a fire <laughs> alarm go off halfway through my screening, so I have not seen the second half of this film, but I have a general sense of what occurs. Well, what's funny is, and I, I don't think this is a spoiler. Uh, Joe Alwyn 
again, Taylor Swift's boyfriend, mm-hmm. is sort of a sexual plaything in both films. Mm-hmm. That's yes. his role, is that like he is the sexual plaything and he's used for power by power-hungry women, which right. I love. But in the yeah. first one, he's like kind of a dick who mm-hmm. just wants power or just wants to sort of to have that estimation. Yes. But then the second one, I think he genuinely appears to love Margot yeah. Robbie, even when she has the mumps. Yeah. Yes. The mumps? Is that what it is? I think uh, it's polio, isn't it? No. Like, she, she, she has right chicken now. pox all over her they face. They call pox. it a pox. That's what it is. I think, I think it's smallpox. Yeah. Yeah. So, We're just naming old-timey illnesses. <laughs> Basically, Mary Queen of Scots is the story of, guess what? Mary Queen of Scots. <laughs> Indeed. She's played by Saoirse Ronan. Did I pronounce it correctly? Yes, Saoirse. Okay. Excellent. I think I only know that from our coworker Hunter Harris. Yes. Um, Saoirse. Amazing- yeah, amazing coverage of like Lady Bird and stuff. But <laughs> Saoirse Ronan is one of the best actresses around. She's like early 20s or She's something. Very young, She's yeah. very young, but just insanely talented. So she plays Mary Queen of Scots. Mary, I mean, you could Wikipedia her. <laughs> yeah. But she basically was in Scotland, kind of the rightful heir to the English throne. But she because was she was Catholic. To, yeah, she was sent to Scotland because she was Catholic. Um, and then she was sent to France. And then she was in France for a while. And then when she's a bit older and she's widowed by 18, mm-hmm. she returns to Scotland and is like, guess what? Your queen's here. And they're like, ooh. And meanwhile, the actual person on the throne is her cousin, Queen Elizabeth. Yes. Although they've never met. Yeah, they've never met. And so the story kind of tells... It's about Mary, but it's also kind of about their relationship, which is kind of like a long distance relationship and how it affects each other. And meanwhile, Mary, Queen of Scots, horrible things just keep happening to her. Yeah. It's just very, very difficult to watch. Yeah. Yeah. She falls in love with a guy and gets married. And then it turns out he's and then he sleeps with a man on her wedding night. Mm -hmm. Um, Something. Her friend. uh, Yeah. Yes. With her friend, with her like her best male friend sleeps with her husband on their wedding night. Um, Then he again, this is not a spoiler because we're this is history. Um, Then he is killed. Her husband is killed. Her second. Yeah, her second husband is killed by her own people, um, like by her own team. Uh, Then (laughs) her glam squad. Her glam squad. (laughs) Then she's forced to marry uh, this old guy who who was like her mentor throughout her life. So it's like a father figure. And then do they have sex? Well, yeah. I I don't think you can call it that. Yeah, I wouldn't call it sex based on how it plays out in the film. Um, But she has she has a baby by her second husband, and that is. That baby James, who she names after her brother, um, she ascend- it, she eventually works it out with Elizabeth. I think that's where history is not well, entirely first, clear. James is taken from her by her brother James. Yeah, her James is taken away from her. I don't think she ever sees him again in cold. her life. Yeah. You get named yes. after, and you still steal the baby. Exactly. He's like, Bye. Thank you. Next. That's and next so level. eventually, that you know, the the two women are warring for control of the the United Kingdom, and eventually, Mary Queen of Scots is beheaded. And well, she's imprisoned for years, and then she's beheaded, and Margot Robbie uh, rules all. But then she makes James her heir mm. because she never marries and never has children of her so own. So does she feel bad? Is that why she makes him her? Well, heir? that's the drama. Is like, Ooh. oh, you know, like, do they actually hate each other? Are they just two women in an unfortunate position mm. pitted against each other? Pit, again, women wow, pitted against like each other. All over again. Precisely. That's so who's going to be this beheaded? Episode. Um, nobody. <laughs> nobody can be beheaded. We don't do that anymore. We don't believe in it. I will say the beheading scene is weirdly beautiful in Mary Queen of Scots. Mm -hmm. Um, It's how the the film opens and, of course, how the film closes. So normally when we talk about movies, we don't want to have spoilers. But because these are historical figures, we feel like it's not really a spoiler. Yeah, there have been a ton of Mary Queen of Scots adaptations. Yeah. Yeah. So my take on it is 
both women, Saoirse Ronan and Margot Robbie, are insanely talented. Yes. And they're also so beautiful. Like, even when Margot Robbie has, like, you know, a horrible wig on and, like, is covered her in fake pox. Nose. Yeah, she has smallpox. Yeah, she has a Nicole fake Kidman nose. nose. <laughs> she has smallpox scars all over her face and she loses a lot of her hair. And yes. so she's wearing really ornate wigs and at one point, like, takes the wig off and you see that her she's lost most of her hair. But you still see, like, that stunning jawline and you're like, there she is. She is gunning for the ugly Oscar. You, do you, so do you think it. that's possible? You know, I think the, the field is too stacked this year, to be quite honest with you. I think it might go to Lady Gaga. Really? Mm-hmm. Of course it should. It should. And okay. that's how I want it to go. But so, okay. I kind of forgot about A Star is Born. So I would say wow. that Mamma Mia 2 is my religious, you? my religion. A Star is Born is the most important movie that's happened to me in a really long time. And then the favorite is like one of my favorites. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying. Those yeah. are, that's, if you have three favorites, that's a pretty solid year. Yeah. Those three. I knew there was another movie. I was like, what other movie do I like? It's that one. Yeah. I saw A Star is Born three times in theaters. Wow. So I'm, I'm a little bit biased over here. No wonder you're like sipping that whiskey. <laughs> this is you just gotta- me, Jackson, Maine. I'm going to cry. <laughs> some uh, cocaine on the table with my boot. <laughs> that's, no, but that's that is a good reminder. And I we're appro- we are actually approaching Oscar season. Like oh, when, we're in it. I was gonna say when do we get to kick that off? Is it because it's no, December first or we're is 100% it? We're hundred percent in. Okay. It. Um, the, to go in a complete opposite direction. Please. I'm from, sorry. Are you not continuing to talk about Oscar movies? It sounds <laughs> like it's an Oscar film. Um, I would like to. Maybe we could actually get into a Christmas. Prince. I mean, I'm assuming that both Netflix movies are bad. I'm assuming that you guys agree with me. Both of them. Okay, so bad is an interesting phrase because it's, you know, yes, they're bad, but they serve a purpose, I Mm -hmm. think. You know, like I watch them and I feel a sort of schadenfreude about the experience, both maybe towards myself. Like I'm sort (laughs) of like... You idiot. You're such an idiot <laughs> for watching this movie. Um, yeah, The Christmas Prince. So you haven't seen either, right? I haven't. No, I saw The Princess, which I did not have time to get to A Christmas Prince. Well, so there's two Christmas Prince movies. Well, you can understand my confusion. Yes, <laughs> it is very confusing. So The Christmas Prince one. There's a blogger. Yes. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. She's like she's, <laughs> she's like blogging for a celebrity gossip blog. magazine. Yeah. But she she proudly refers to herself as a blogger. Like she doesn't say she's a writer, she doesn't say she's a journalist. She's like I am a blogger. I wish I had that pride. <laughs> <laughs> I guess technically we're both bloggers. Yes, we are. And but, we're proud of it. But I would never like refer to myself as a blogger. That feels more, that just feels less like a prestigious way to describe yourself, right? Yeah. So um, I forget what her name is already. Amber. Mm-hmm. Amber. Amber. Of course, Amber of course her name is Amber. But the way they say it is Amba. Amba Mole. Because all of these places are set in small European countries with British accents. And they all end in via. Yeah. Yes. I was actually just noting that. So a Belgravia. Christmas prince is Aldovia. Right. Um, Princess Switches Belgravia. Yes. Yeah. So Amber in the first movie goes to Aldovia because she has to get sent there to report on. Out of nowhere. Yeah. She gets an assignment to go report on the prince's possible rejecting of the throne. Yeah. Because they're like, we have literally no one else we can send our regular bloggers <laughs> out of town. Yeah. And so they send her. I and wish then she... that happened to me. <laughs> yeah, I know. Same. Like the cut. Are you listening? Um, <laughs> but she does that. And then. I th- we have to say the spoiler of that movie. She ends up falling in love with the prince. Right. She goes incognito. They fall in love. And so the second movie is Well, first about- we have to say that he there's that classic thing where he finds out she was actually a blog girl along and starts to reject her. But then ultimately they, they work it out resist. somehow. He can't resist the pull mm, of Amber Moore. Mm, in mm-hmm. the blog. Yes, and the blog. <laughs> the blog But he's life. like, you can literally the last scene in the movie, they're kissing in the snow. And he's like, you can keep your blog. 
if you marry me. <laughs> and she's like, thank God. She's like, but what about my career? Her career is blogging on Tumblr. Literally. <laughs> I'm sorry, WordPress. It's literally it's a WordPress blog called Amber's Blog. I'm not lying to you. Guys, should we write movies? This is <laughs> Honestly, this is what occurred to me watching the princess switch not to jump at like not jumping ahead but i was like should should i be a screenwriter i think no, i could do it we you should absolutely could do it it should if be you writing if you're writing a movie for netflix.com yeah like i think i could do better than calling it amber's blog amber's blog yeah amber's i think blog. they're trolling us i think they're genuinely trolling us well yeah. okay so the second movie is called a prince a the, christmas, a christmas prince, prince the royal wedding. the royal wedding so it's all about the hijinks of their royal wedding yes. and very few hijinks. It's very serious. It's, they're like they're talking about financial crisis in Aldovia. Yeah, they can't fun. figure out where the money is going. Yeah, and I think this is one where we can't spoil the plot. But I will say her blog is a big thing in it. She's Uh-oh. like, I'm a blogger. She says that at one point. I'm a blogger. That's what I do. That's my career. She's like, my blog. It gets positive comments. Yeah, and then they at one point they censor her blog, and she's like, did you censor my blog? <laughs> yes. And, <laughs> And also, it reminded me of the Lifetime movie when the fake Prince Harry was saying about Meghan, like, her her blog is it's her a, life. Like, we're never going to do it. It's a lifestyle community. It's a community of, what is it? It's inspiration. It's a community of inspiration. So the same sort of thing happened where they're like, you're going to have to shut down your blog. And she's like, not my blog. Anything but that. They're yeah. like, no, like, behead me. Like, it's my whole livelihood. <laughs> like, what? She yeah. would literally divorce the prince if she could have her Amber's blog WordPress. Like, that was that would be her choice. Yeah. Um, so we're not going to spoil the ending of this because this is not a historical thing. I think it's fun. It's like if you if you go into it expecting just like a kind of dumb fun thing, mm-hmm. then it's fun. But if you go into it expecting like the favorite, you're going to be very upset. I, I have a really serious critique that I would like to talk about. Please. My main problem with this film, and I don't mean this as a, anything critical about the actor. I mean this about whoever was in charge of this specific aspect of the film did something very wrong. <laughs> Something is going on with her hair in this movie. It is crazy. It is a crazy hair style situation. Is it because it never moves? No, no, no. I, I, I encourage you all to Google or just quickly look into the movie on Netflix. In every scene, it, even my boyfriend, who's like never would notice anything like that, is like, what is happening with her hair? It's like huh. really crazy looking. There's like little fringe in the front that's not bangs. It's very messy all the time. And it looks like they didn't even run a comb through. I just don't understand. She's supposed to be a royal. And keep in mind, Rachel has hair privilege because her hair looks amazing. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. Today is my Reese Witherspoon Hot Rollers Day. Check Vulture.com for more. It is very beautiful. Thank you. Very great hair. And I'm not speaking from a place of hair privilege. I'm speaking from a place of genuine concern. Because I was like, what is happening? I have to go double check. You need I to. I think there are often questionable production choices in these films. I don't mm-hmm. even think it was a choice. It almost seems like they forgot. Like they just never hired a hair person. They were just like, your hair, yeah. it's fine. The like, way it is. I, if I'm going to a holiday party, I might hire a hair person. You oh, know. I would never. <laughs> like, I, I would never even, I mean, but I'm not on Netflix. Yeah. Well, you don't have to hire a hair person if your hair looks like that, Rachel. <laughs> it's very you guys, good hair. It's too much. You guys can see it on our it Instagram. It is too much. So the last movie we're talking about is A Princess Switch, which is another Netflix movie, which I would say is like the parent trap, but for princesses. So it's a couple worse. things. First, just to introduce it, it's the Vanessa Hudgens one in right. case, because I'm sure if you've opened Netflix in the last three weeks, they're promoing it real hard. So it's always like in the promo spot mm-hmm. at the very top of the site. Um, but it's the Vanessa Hudgens one. It's a couple of movies. Here's a here's a short list. 
It's uh, The Princess Diaries. Here's all the things that it steals from. The Parent Trap, The Princess Diaries, You've Got Mail. Persona. Persona. (laughs) (laughs) The Chicago Tourism Board website. (laughs) Freaky Freaky Friday. Like, there's a lot of things. Ferris Bueller. Yes. There are a lot of things from which it borrows. Great British Break Off, arguably. Absolutely. Top Chef. Um, America's Next Top Model. A lot of, yeah, a lot of borrowing. Um, So the plot of this, and I actually, I would need your help unfolding this mm. um here's what i recall uh vanessa hudgens the real vanessa hudgens if i'm just gonna call her playing that the whole time stacy <laughs> playing oh, yeah. the baker she's stacy a baker she when she gets um like nominated for a baking competition in belgravia and she goes some country and she goes to compete and while she's there she learns that the royal in that country looks exactly like her well the soon to be royal the, the, soon to be royal the duchess of monrovia or montanaro. Montanaro. montanaro oh yeah another Whose fake name? country what's her fake name or what's her name her character margaret is it margaret is margaret it? and stacy yeah something like that margaret Stacy and her last name is something Italian because I remember them talking about the like, trashy Italian Genovo, lineage. Yes, I, that, I took that in as well. Yeah, so um, they like also love in... Vanessa Hudgens, a Filipina girl, being like vaguely Italian Genovo. and also from Montanaro. Um, so yes, she's a baker. She goes to Belgravia, and then it turns out that the Duchess, who's getting married in the big royal wedding the next day, looks exactly like her, and for no apparent reason, she's like, "Can we switch?" The Duchess. The, the Duchess. Duchess says, I want to know what it's like. I want to know what it's like to be a normal girl. There's literally no, no you, reason. Your accent was too good. She's like, I want to know what it's yeah. like to be a normal girl. <laughs> she sounds like she's trying to do Jackie Kennedy yes. accent, but with like a vaguely Britishness to it. She has four accents in this movie. British, American, a British person trying to be American, and an American trying to be British. So I think we should have some respect for the yeah. voice work that Ms. Hudgens had to do <laughs> for agree. this film. I agree. It's really quite arranged. Yeah. Yeah. Quite a range. Um, so yeah, they so switch. I, they switch. Again, we can't there's, reveal the plot. There's literally no reason from my mind for right. them to switch, right. which is kind of an issue for me. There's no, like, there's no drive. There's Call no me motive. a stickler, but there's literally no reason why these two are doing this. No. Um, so we can't reveal the end, but we can no. say, of course, sparks fly romantically with whom you never know. But then also, a big part of the plot is just talking about Chicago. Yes. yes. I don't think anyone involved with the film's ever been to Chicago. Absolutely not. No. As a someone from Chicago, I laughed out loud, took a screenshot, tweeted <laughs> and Instagrammed when she came on, came into the movie wearing a Chicago hat, just said Chicago on it. It's no recognizable amazing. logo, not tied to a sports no. team. But like walking around Chicago with a hat that says Chicago is like mm-hmm. the most touristy thing you could ever do. It's like you got cold. But it's not and any, it at a it's not just show. the word Chicago, it's the font from the Broadway show Chicago. Is it? <laughs> yes, is kind it really? of. She wears two different Chicago hats, first of all. I noticed this. No way. Because the first one, I actually think you're right. I think the very first scene, she just wears a, it just says straight Chicago, like stitched. Yeah. And then in another scene, she wears yet another Chicago hat. <gasps> Maybe a continuity error. I have to look into this. Maybe on purpose, and it is in the Broadway lettering, as I recall. No. If I'm, if I made this up, I apologize. I was really in a special state watching this movie. Not as in I was drunk or anything. As in the movie put me somewhere mentally. Yeah. Um, where I kept just the being movie like, got me drunk. Why? What? Mm-hmm. Like you feel like you're on some sort of acid trip because it makes so little sense yes. scene to scene, or like the words are coming out wrong. <laughs> It's the whole thing. Yeah. Also, in all three of these Netflix movies, there is a spontaneous snowball fight to demonstrate how down to earth <laughs> the prince and the woman are and how they bond over that. Well, that's how you know. Yeah. And these are Christmassy movies. And yeah. again, 
William and Kate did that today. And so <laughs> to, like, to wrap it all up, um, which movies that we mentioned would you recommend people see and which do you think are skippable? This is a loaded cue because <laughs> I think they're all worthy in their own way. I think if you're home on a Thursday and you're drunk on a glass of plain bullet whiskey <laughs> with no ice because mine's melted, <laughs> you should watch The Princess Switch and followed by The Christmas Prince 2, colon, yes. a royal wedding. I yes. think you should do a, absolutely do both of those things. You have to be drunk. Um and then you should definitely go see The Favorite and definitely go see Mary Queen of Scots in theaters when you're very sober and feeling extremely serious, mm-hmm. um, perhaps with your parents over the holidays. I think that the first one has too much sex for your parents. The Favorite? Yeah. Well, I would feel uncomfortable. I actually think Mary Queen of Scots is a fair amount of sex, too. Oh, well, I missed that. I didn't see any sex. It's... Well, there was some sex, but I, I don't call it sex because I feel like an attack is not sex. No, remember what um her husband does. Oh. I You know, again, this is a family show, but let's just say... There's a lot of sex in these movies. Depends how cool your parents are. Yeah. <laughs> Mine are not. <laughs> yeah, we all have our different approaches. Yeah. Um, for me, I would say see The Favorite and Mary Queen of Scots and maybe skip both of the Netflix things. <gasps> I know. Listen, I love a fun, trashy, terrible movie, but like I did not find a princess which one. Also, there's just like other good stuff on Netflix. Or maybe right. like watch it with friends like as a drinking game kind of thing. Yeah, but if you think about it, life is long, you know. <laughs> we have a lot of time to kill unless and, you die. And the- <laughs> if you're going to die soon, don't watch The Princess. <laughs> yeah, if you're if your days are numbered. Yeah. Maybe over like the Christmas break between the 25th and the 31st. It's such a good like just doing nothing else kind of mm-hmm. movie have it on yeah. the background. Yeah. You know, so- when you're plotting your Machiavellian revenge. <laughs> I would say the favorite is definitely going to win some Oscars. Mm-hmm. I think it's amazing. Mary Queen of Scots is super interesting because I I personally didn't know a lot about Mary Queen of Scots and this led me onto like a Wikipedia hole where I've learned a lot and I think it's really interesting. But I also love a cheesy Christmas movie and I've been watching a lot of the Netflix ones lately. Like I just watched A Christmas Inheritance which we don't have time to talk about but like I've been watching all of them. So I think if you're not looking for an Oscar caliber movie and you're just at home and you just want mm-hmm. something to like kind of watch, but then also just like not pay attention to. It's wonderful. But again, if you're about to be beheaded, don't watch it. <laughs> don't watch not it. Not worth your time. That's a good rule. And so <laughs> before we adjourn the Royal Pod, we have some highs and lows. It's time for the Royal Highs and Lows. Um, my high this week is Claire Foy hosting SNL because I love her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's on an Oscar campaign as well. But I just, mm-hmm. and now whenever I think of Claire Foy, I just, my whole shoulders drop because I'm like, when do I get the crown? Well, Rachel met her. I did. Well, I didn't meet her. We had a phone interview. Well, still. And she was. your best friends. We're best friends. Uh, we talk every day. I think my high is probably this event that they, that the Cambridges went to today because I loved the fake snow <laughs> and I loved the tartan skirt and I'm just so happy for everything that comes next this season. What's your royal high? My high is learning about the name Amelia Wickstead. That's fair. <laughs> I've never heard it, and I'll never forget it. Again, that's the designer of the long tartan skirt that Kate wore today. That's going to be my like pseudonym when I'm a spy. It's good, right? <laughs> In my Amelia next career. Wickstead. Milo is that the nonsense continues. Yeah, I don't love that either. Um, Milo is, this is so random, but they're, I think they're rebooting Deal or No Deal, like with the girls in the suitcases. So that's a show that Meghan Markle was on. She was one of the oh, like suitcase, yeah. or uh, not suitcase, briefcase girls, rather. <laughs> suitcase, uh, girls. suitcase Suitcase makes m- maybe more sense than a briefcase, whatever. So suitcase she, Girls sounds like an SVU It episode. does, it does actually. So she, so People Magazine was like, here's what the 
briefcase girls can learn from Meghan Markle or like maybe one day if they're lucky the briefcase girls can marry a royal and I was like oh for the love of god can we let this be behind her she's doing important things for the world Mm -hmm. and what's your low let's see off the top of my head Mm -hmm. yep Um, my low is that we have abolished beheading as a capital punishment. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's got political. Yeah, yeah, listen. This is, again... I'm not speaking about anyone in particular. <laughs> it just seems like a useful just seems pastime. seems like it might be fine. Very efficient. Um, Gets the job done, I guess. Yes. Um, so you guys can drop us an email at info.gallerypodcast.com to ask us any and all questions about the Royals. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I think that someone tried to leave us a five-star review, but instead (laughs) it turned into two stars. It's from, I'm not going to say the name because I don't want to shame, but she writes, I love this, and the subject is I, and then there's two stars out of five. So if you want to (laughs) fix your review, that can be done. I think, loves it. I mean, I don't. I don't understand. <laughs> we technology. all have different definitions of what love means, but <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> for her, it's two out of five. Yeah, <laughs> she twenty percent. That was my rating for the princess switch. On Netflix. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, you but guys, I loved it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So please follow the show on Instagram at Really Obsessed Podcast. Join our Facebook group, Really Obsessed. You can follow me, Lisa, on Instagram and Twitter at Lisa Raya, and read my writing at the Cut. And you can follow me, Caitlin, uh, at HeyKmenz, H-E-Y-K-M-E-N-Z, on Twitter and Instagram, and read my writing at CaitlinMenza.com. And Rachel, where can people find you? You can find me in Genovia, (laughs) (laughs) Eldovia or Belgravia. Um, At Rachel underscore Handler is my Twitter. Um, My Instagram is private because... Some Reddit people were on me, so you cannot That's, find me on Instagram. Sounds, sounds familiar. Used to be me. Yeah. <laughs> sounds familiar. Um, and you can find my writing and editing on vulture.com. Excellent. Yes. And until next week, God save the pod. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Listen, I can't recommend the princess. <laughs> <laughs> Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.